Welcome back to the Florida History Podcast. I'm Carter Krishnire. Next week, Robert Bucciolato will rejoin us and we'll start a new season of the Florida History Podcast. But wanted to finish this season, which included Albion, Florida, and some videos with a place I recently visited, which is Fort King in Marion County. It's the first time I visited it since it became designated in 2004 as a National Historic Landmark. And as someone who spent a lot of time in the Ocala area, I went to school in Gainesville and I have uh, went to university in Gainesville and I have uh, lots of uh, family and, and friends in the Ocala area. It's actually the one place in Florida I have a concentration of family outside of my own family in South Florida. I had never been to Fort King, which is kind of unbelievable, uh, given my, my interest in history and given the importance of the Seminole War in the evolution of this state. So I uh, wanted to spend a few minutes talking about Fort King this week, and then next week we'll get back to reboot the podcast with Robert and myself with some new episodes. We also may throw in uh, just some quick videos of, of my, uh, my visit to Chief Osceola's grave in Charleston, South Carolina, uh, which uh, at Fort Moultrie, which I, I know is something of, of, of great interest uh, to those uh, who are uh, fascinated by the Seminole Wars and, and actually just the general history of our state, uh, Chief Osceola, who we'll do a proper podcast on in the future, uh, one of the most famous Floridians, and also uh, uh, another video uh, that I filmed in St. Augustine at Andrew Young Crossing. Andrew Young, one of my my great heroes uh, in, in kind of contemporary American uh, civil rights and, and political life. Uh, he was the mayor of Atlanta when I was growing up, but uh, previously had been the UN ambassador and had been, um, had been of course, uh, one of Martin Luther King's uh, great lieutenants, had been a member of Congress also from the Atlanta area, uh, one of the, the leading African-American figures in the 1960s through the 1990s. But um, the designated Andrew Young Crossing where so much uh, of civil rights history in St. Augustine took place. And we talked ad nauseum, I guess, on this podcast and on the Florida Squeeze website about the MLK St. Augustine campaign, uh, Southern Christian Leadership's uh, St. Augustine campaign. Uh, Andrew Young Crossing, just a visual uh, reinforcement of that. So we're probably gonna run that video also uh, and then get on uh, to a new season uh, with Robert Buccellato and myself beginning next week. So uh, anyway, today we're going to talk about Fort King, which was built in 1827. And of course, uh, the Tr Treaty of Moultrie Creek had been signed in 1823, in which the Seminole people relinquished all claims to lands in the Florida Territory in return for a reservation in the center of the Florida Peninsula of, and... Uh, payments from the U.S. government. But supplies and services also were to be provided by the U.S. Gover government and guaranteed for 20 years. So Fort King was where the Seminole Agency was going to be based. Uh, Modern-day Marion County, very much on kind of the, what we would uh, consider the, the eastern extreme of um, of Ocala today, I and mean, not far from, from Silver Springs, actually. Uh, probably closer to Silver Springs than to uh, to Ocala proper today, or, or, or it's within the city limits, but uh, this, the downtown area of Ocala. The 
Fort itself is kind of a picket, uh, very, uh, you know, it's not, it's a picket fort. It's not what we think of of a fort in Florida, maybe, because we've seen Fort Clinch. We've seen Castillo de San Marcos. We've seen Fort Taylor. Uh, was Fort Zachary Taylor in Key West. We've seen Fort Matanzas. But this was still a fort for the purposes of, um, pacification of the native people um you know there are other examples of, of forts like this uh of fort laramie in wyoming a uh, fort leavenworth very famous in kansas um is it, it, similar to this so uh, this fort is set up near the spring at silver springs which uh, was to become a major tourist attraction as we talked about last week uh in about uh, 30 years after this, uh, and a, a huge tourist destination about 50 years after this. Uh, and uh, those, the, the Silver River flows from Silver Springs into the Oklawaha River, which was where uh, actually uh, the, the, the uh, Seminole people had been um, uh, 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 forced uh, to sign several years later, or would be forced to sign, the Treaty of Payne's Landing, which effectively deported them to the uh, so-called Indian Territory, which was Oklahoma. So a uh, very important area in the history of the Seminole people is, the, uh, uh, is Fort King. So there was administration going on from Fort King from 18... 27 through 1832 treaty of, of uh, Payne's Landing Seminole people are effectively coerced to signing away their rights going to Oklahoma most did comply but some did not and in October 1834 Chief Osceola one of the greatest Floridians ever was recognized as a Seminole leader uh, who was opposed to the emigration uh, and uh, the, the, this, these talks with the U.S. government happened at Fort King. Osceola meets the, uh, um, the, the Seminoles. The US, I mean, Osceola meets the U.S. government here at Fort King, negotiates. So this is, this is again, the administrative center of where the U.S. government uh, is, is, is talking to the Seminole people and trying to administer them and fulfill, um, well, not really fulfill anymore uh, when we get to 1834, but, but at least for 10 years prior to that, fulfill the, uh, the obligations under the Treaty of Moultrie Creek, which the Americans are the ones who broke under Andrew Jackson. Let's, let's not forget that. So... Um, in 1835, in June of 1835, Wiley Thompson, the Seminole agent appointed by the U.S. government, puts Chief Osceola in chains at Fort uh, King. Chief Osceola agrees to emigrate to Oklahoma, or in the, the, the so-called Indian Territory. He's released. But then we know, and, and we've talked about this on previous podcasts, well, I'm sure we will talk about it again, December um, of 1835, Chief Osceola has, in fact, not emigrated to Oklahoma, but attacks 
Agent Thompson and kills him, reportedly with a gun that Thompson had given him. That's a that might be an urban myth. Um, at Fort King or just outside Fort King, Ocala area. This coincides, by the way, with uh, McAnopey, another Seminole chief, besieging in a more famous incident and killing the Americans uh, under Major Francis Dade, whom Dade County's name for Miami-Dade County, Dade City, which is nearby where this massacre occurred, um, marching up from Fort Brooke, which is now Tampa, to the north. McAnopey, who of course there's a town name for in Alachua County, um, confronts Major Dade and the so-called Dade Massacre happens. The Dade Massacre, even more than Thompson being killed by Chief Osceola, that reverberates around the War Department in Washington, D.C. And now the United States is in a full-fledged war. And the Seminole War, the Second Seminole War, is one of the most important events in American history. It wasn't recognized as such until recently. I mean, heck, when I was growing up, uh, we had the Alusty Battlefield here in Florida, but I was told, oh, you know, to see battlefields and a real kind of history of, of combat, uh, you have to drive up to, to, to Virginia, you have to go to Bull Run, you have to go to uh, Maryland, or, you know, you could, there's some revolutionary battlefields um, here and there in, in, in the Carolinas. We have nothing in Florida. Well, now, you know, many, many years later, many, many years, decades later, as I'm, I'm uh, uh, kind of an older adult, uh, I rec it's recognized there are these great battlefields and forts in Florida, and there are these great uh, places. Like we've done, obviously, uh, uh, the Battle of Loxahatchee River, both battles. We've done features on them on this podcast uh, and at the Florida Squeeze. Uh, those were in Palm Beach County, modern-day Palm Beach County. Uh, and so th th there is now a recognition of these battles uh, taking place in Florida. And I've, of course, raised the issue of uh, Revolutionary War battles in Florida, in the Jacksonville area, which uh, hopefully in the next generation will get more traction. People realize, oh, those are, those, those are here in Florida also. So 1836 we enter, and uh, Fort King is still standing. It's still kind of being used as a, for defensive purposes. There's no longer any administration going on there. The administrators have been killed. We're in a full-fledged war. The United States War Department is sending their best generals, like Zachary Taylor, down to Florida. And we know some of the great figures of the Mexican-American War and the uh, uh, Civil War honed their, their war-making skills in the Seminole War. Obviously, Zachary Taylor is a future president and is a hero of the Mexican War. Uh, Joseph Johnston and others, um, General Meade and others, um, fought and were big, big major figures in, 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 the, uh, in the Seminole War, uh, figures who fought for the Confederacy and the Union in the Civil War. And uh, they were, of course, at this time united in trying to, quote, pacify uh, the Seminole people. Whose, uh, whose land, of course, the Americans were taking. Let's never forget that. And um, May 1836, the Seminoles burn 
fourth king. Uh, or actually, excuse me, May 1836, the Americans abandoned Fort, Fort King. Seminoles captured soon after it. They just burn it down. So in 1837, in April of 1837, a second Fort King was built and was now the military headquarters of the U.S. war effort against the Seminoles. No longer an administrative um, agency, now the war department is based there effectively, the Florida uh, Division of the War Department. Colonel Duncan Clinch uh, wrote, from my knowledge of the Indian character, I consider the post of more importance in controlling the Indians and in giving protection and security to, to the inhabitants of Florida, he meant the white inhabitants, um, than any other post in the territory as it is in the immediate vicinity of the largest number of Florida Indians and between them and the white inhabitants. Okay, so there he says white, uh, unquote. Uh, he had been a commander, obviously, early on. Now, the likes of Zach, Zachary Taylor, etc., are at Fort Clinch. The Seminoles have success in the war. Obviously, Chief Osceola, we're going to see a video, obviously, uh, as I said, at the outset next week, uh, or in the next week, about that, about his, his, his uh, tomb in Charleston. Uh, he's been uh, uh, tricked uh, act of treachery by General Jessup has been uh, taken out uh, to, to Fort Moultrie in South Carolina. He dies there. Uh, he had surrendered under, uh, under or he had come for talks and was captured. But the Seminoles had held their own, as we've detailed in previous podcasts and articles, at the battles of Loxahatchee uh, on the Loxahatchee River in what is now uh, Jupiter, Florida, in Palm Beach County. Other Seminoles had drifted into the Everglades, the ones that, that refused to go to Oklahoma, uh, led by Billy Bowlegs. Uh, uh, Alligator was another great chief, um, Sam Jones. Uh, the, these Seminole leaders were continuing the fight. They were defeated at the Battle of Pine Island Ridge in Broward County. That was a little bit of a smaller engagement than the battles uh, at the Loxahatchee River in, Palm, in what is now Palm Beach County. Um, so, and what is now Broward County, right? Obviously, uh, Governor Broward wasn't governor until the early 1900s. So there was no Broward County at the time. This is just all kind of uh, wild territory down there. And the Seminoles had an advantage in that kind of terrain. So 1839, Major General Alexander Macomb, you might recognize his name from the Tallahassee area, uh, convened peace talks at Fort King with the Seminoles. Now, in 1840, Captain Gabriel Rains was on a scouting mission uh, at just outside Fort King, and they were attacked uh, by Seminole guerrillas. Three soldiers were killed. And the war ends in 1842. Uh, in 1844, Marion County is created, and Fort King was designated the county seat. 
Uh, Marion County is named for Francis Marion, who of course was a hero of the Revolutionary War, not from Florida. Uh, and uh, um, Ocala was built then a couple of years later and everything was moved to Ocala. And as I said, now Fort King is, I, I guess, technically in the city of Ocala, but it's all the way at the eastern edge. It's closer to Silver Springs than what uh, many of you would think of as Ocala. Um, the fort's decommissioned at this point, um, and then the original fort is is destroyed by fire in um, in the uh, um, nineteen or early in the in the twentieth century, uh, nineteen twenty. These buildings were destroyed. Uh, it's been rebuilt and was uh, added to uh, uh, the National Historic Register and is a. Uh, is a National Historic Monument now. Uh, it was designated in, uh, or excuse me, a, a National Historic Landmark, and it was designated as such in 2004. So um, that's a little bit about Fort King, which I think is kind of a neat place with a neat history in the Ocala area. And uh, we'll be back, uh, but again, there'll be a couple of videos, uh, short videos, and then we'll be back again real soon. Robert Bucciolato and I, new season, new topics, fresh ideas at the Florida History Podcast. Thank you for listening. Check us out at thefloridasqueeze.com online. Thank you once again.